Welcome to the show, everybody. Trying to figure out how to uh, come in with the new name. Welcome to the Eternal Student. I almost feel like I have to come in with my public radio voice. Welcome to the Eternal Student. Uh, I'm Dan Clark, and I'm joined as always by my good pal Sean Keating. A new, a new day. It is an exciting time. The evolution of our podcast continues as we debut the uh, the rebrand, which we put some thought into. It's kind of been a work in progress, I'd say, over really since since we started much the beginning, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, just trying to figure it out, and today we just want to talk a little bit about why um, we're changing the name, what that means, and a little bit about, I think, the mission, the 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 purpose of what we're going to try to do on this podcast going forward. Yeah, I mean, doing this podcast has been, you know, pretty eye-opening in, into the into the field of podcasting where you realize that, you know, a name is important, you know, a purpose is important, a general niche or focus point is pretty important because like, if you see something like the crossover, you might think, uh, it's a basketball show. It's Mm -hmm. about death and dying. Uh, (laughs) maybe a small SUV. You don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty important to kind of hone in, what that message is and what we came came to the realization is that, you know, after our first 20 plus conversations that we really want to try to speak to, you know, uh, the younger generation, the younger versions of ourselves. And that doesn't exclude anybody who is older because, I mean, all are welcome. Um, but the idea would be to try and reach those that are looking to, you know, improve themselves at any stage of their life, really, because, you know, the idea of an eternal student is something that obviously doesn't stop once you reach a certain age group. And it's it's an idea that, I mean, there's probably research behind it. I just don't have it next to me that, you know, focuses in on how that idea and the continued growth and absorption of things and exploring new ideas and new you know, hobbies or activities, it just, it, it makes you live longer and it just gives you a more fulfilling life. I would just from, you know, what I've read and my own experience with trying out new things and always trying to absorb the stuff that's around me. Yeah. I think that phrase I hear often is, you know, be a learn it all, um, not a know it all. And just um, a lifelong learner. And that's really, I think, one of the, the hallmarks of why we're doing this. And, and we realize that we don't have answers to everything. And so we're continuing to try to figure things out through experiences, through our teaching, coaching, reading books, podcasts, YouTube videos, and having guests on the show. And that's that's been a lot of fun. It, it, it gives us an opportunity, you know, through this show, we've learned a lot talking to different guests and our conversations together. Um, we're still trying to figure out how to work together, I think, and figuring out what you're comfortable with, what I'm comfortable with, um, what we're trying to produce. And, 
I mean, we just got to stay with it and we got to keep trying to get better. And, and that's what we're trying to do with this rebrand. And, um, you know, we very thankful to have a core core group of listeners that have stayed with us. And I know some people come in and out and there's a, um, you know, your time is limited and there's so many things that you could use your time on, especially with this world of podcasts. I mean, what did I see one time? There's about a million or 900,000 podcasts. Yeah. Everybody has a podcast except you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're work in progress, but uh, this will be fun, and I think it, it gives us more of a clear mission on what we're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a reflection on, I think, how much we've already learned about you know ourselves through the process of recording you know hours and hours of our own thoughts. And I don't think, like, it's hard to figure out the things that we've figured out without actually doing that. I mean, how how else would you be able to figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are in, you know, conversations with strangers or on topics that make you uncomfortable unless you're sitting down to record them. Um, And, you know, I've come to realizations that, you know, I am not much of a a ranter. I'm more of a a story guy. (laughs) Um, I'm more of a looser. I think I have more of a loose approach to things compared to maybe in general. And I think you, I know you like to have more of a focus. I'm kind of more of a wishy-washy, just <laughs> let's talk about whatever comes to mind um, type of person. But I don't think I would have had those realizations about myself if we didn't, if we didn't do that. And that's just also, you know, it connects back to that idea of the eternal student. When I, when we learn those things, it's not like we say, oh, well, that's terrible. I can't embrace those things or I can't, listen to that idea um, because the idea of, you know, the eternal student is you, 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 if you learn something new or when new information crosses your, what your, your brain or whenever you encounter new stuff, like you don't just ignore it, right? You have to integrate it and then make it better from that point on, because there's plenty of people out there that, I mean, I mean, think of like, I think of doctors like back in the day, there was a, maybe this is a science related thing, but there was a, the, what's that? It's called phrenology, right? The field of like studying skulls and how mm-hmm. that determined like behavior in people, right? Is that what it was? And there was a whole, whole, like that was a whole field until one day somebody came along and was like, yeah, that's like they figured, oh, that's a bunch of, that's total BS. Like that's not real. Mm-hmm. And some people stayed in that field, you know, and they didn't like, they didn't apply the new information and move forward. Like, and that's true in other, like just general areas of your life. Like what areas are you not listening to new information in and applying it to, to the new, you know, situation. And that's something that is true in my history class all the time. You know, we learn, we've learned things from history, but a lot of people don't, like to number one dive into it and number two like even start to integrate you know the the factual truths that emerge from that stuff yeah what what is it history is going to repeat itself what's the quote on that my favorite quote is history does not repeat itself but it does rhyme <laughs> that's by mark twain i didn't gotcha come up with that one on my lonesome 
Yeah, I don't know. When you start talking about that, it just makes me think, you know, I think the older I get, the more, and I'm not a huge history. Like, I, I don't, I haven't studied it very deeply. Um, but I think the one thing that I have gained as I get older is a perspective of the world, like, in the last hundred years, thinking about how far we've come and the the how fast things have changed. And then I just think about, as you're saying with, um, you know, the knowledge base, I mean, can you imagine like the things we know now and that we didn't know 10 years ago, let alone 150 years ago and just the access people have. Um, but you're right. It's all about applying. You know, there's, there's things we've talked about on this show. Like you might hear something over and over and over again, but it doesn't really have context or maybe you haven't really experienced it. And I think that's what's hard about being in the position we're trying to be and trying to drop knowledge to people as teachers, as parents, as coaches, is that you can't give somebody, you can't teach a lesson just by telling a story. I mean, you can, they have to sometimes experience it. They're mm -hmm. going to have to sometimes see it 20 different times. Um, best example I can give is, is I studied my major was biotechnology. And there's a concept in biology called the central dogma of DNA. It means that um, DNA is the blueprint in your cells, and that gets expressed into RNA, and then the RNA gets made into a protein. And this concept is a hallmark of biological function, and every living cell that we've ever discovered does this. <laughs> and I just remember being in graduate school after after my undergrad and like in a lab setting and like finally like oh i get it that's, that's what the hell's going on <laughs> you know and it's just like it took seeing that probably god knows how many times before it really clicked because of the context and working in a lab and doing different things so it's just it's pretty crazy um the learning process and like how we learn and i think to the point of why we're doing this, yes, we're, we're kind of targeting, I think, people trying to get them on the path of um, having an opportunity in their life to, to do the things that we want, you know, like have a family and have a job that's meaningful and, you know, a lot of the things that Jordan Peterson talks about. But also to listeners of all ages, it's the path you're on and the struggles you're going through and just trying to, trying to talk those out and give you some food for thought because maybe we can try to shed light on it in a new way that you haven't thought about it before. Yeah. It's like we're each one of us. I mean, everybody out there is their own hodgepodge of different, you know, philosophies and things they've learned. And so I think our points of view are just, yeah, exactly that. It's just like this our experiences and our, you know, learnings, I think that's a, the right way to say learnings, um, that we're trying to, you know, make digestible for everybody out there. And, you know, listening to us might lead you to reading a book or tapping into some new voice that you haven't even considered or ever heard of. And that's, I think, the joy of podcasting is like just the exposure you get to you know different voices and philosophies and ways of thinking and i mean eric god's he's a prime example of that like i heard him so like here's the here's the i heard him on a podcast of a guy 
It was the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know about Aubrey Marcus. I didn't know about Aubrey Marcus until I saw him like five years or, you know, eight years earlier on the Joe Rogan experience. And I'm not, I'm not even sure how I even clicked onto that show in the first place. But like the genesis of me getting to Eric Godsey, who I tend to like the ideas of more than the previous two, like it was this this weird rabbit hole of podcasting. And I think that's something that I'm hoping our listeners do once they hear our guests or maybe listening to a different show leads us, leads them randomly to this show. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of voices out there, especially in this area of, you know, personal growth and, you know, that idea of like building a toolbox for life. But, you know, we might be the right fit for some people. And we also might be the jumping off point for someone to find that right fit. And it's, I mean, it's a really, I think it's a cool concept in the way I'm, I'm going to approach this, this idea of the eternal student is like who or what rather would I have told, you know, 21 year old me, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, I, I look back at that version of myself and it's incredible how very different I am from that person. And I mean, I would encourage you to, to do the same out there listening, like think back to, to who you were and where you've come from, because you're probably, I mean, if you are the same person that might, might be a good hint that, you know, you should be absorbing more things. Time to make some changes. You. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, community is a, a, a weird, can mean a lot of things, but I think uh, part of this podcast is forming a little community of our two, three, four listeners or whoever they are. <laughs> um, but, and just really, yeah, like having a voice and having a platform to share our learnings, share, have conversations that'll spur some thoughts. And, and you know, you think of a life, however long you get to live, and there's so many avenues to of books of you know so many things you can't possibly cover it all right you can't know everything, and um, you have to pick and choose where you're going to spend your time. And there's different points along your life that you'll meander and you'll need help with, and um, you just need to give those considerations and you need to know how to process and how to deal with the different things that you're going to go through in life. And none of us have the answers um, to everything, but um, we want to be like thoughtful about having these conversations and just trying to help people out. And ultimately in the classroom, you know, right. We, we might have 30 kids and maybe we'll impact one. I mean, if we can get one, we'd feel good about it. And maybe it's not something we did, but maybe we planted a seed Maybe we had an impact somehow, some way, and I think that's the same thing with the show. Is is um, it, it? We're doing it. You know, it's good for us. We enjoy it. Um, but I also, you know, um, want it to grow and want want to build it, and we want to build our listeners, and we want to have, you know, content that is people want to hear and want to listen to, and it's going to help make their life better. And so that's, that's a big challenge um, because it's so competitive. And, um, but we think this is a good, good step. 
some of the things that, I mean, we're going to be approaching a pretty wide range of issues, I'd say, um, to kind of give our as what un or objective, would that be the right word? Our objective opinions towards, you know, how to, how to navigate some patches of, uh, terrain that we've gone through that Mm -hmm. we think would, would help our listeners or our people that are haven't embarked on those things or are in the middle of something like that to get them, to get them through, you know, those moments, because I mean, we will all find ourselves at a point on the road where, you know, things are a little bumpy or there's a few different directions you can go and you don't know which one the best, best one is. Um, and so we're going to try to offer our best, you know, roadmap in those areas. And hopefully we can get some people on here that, uh, will give probably even better, you know, roadmaps than we could ever lay out. Um, and, and that's, that's the hope for the show is to really just offer a wide range of ways that, you know, you can continue to add to your repertoire and be that version of the eternal student. You know, I have my father-in-law is a good example of this. He's, in his mid to upper sixties and he just started, um, his, he just started to go into robotic engineering. Hmm. And I mean, when you think of a, um, a gentleman in their older sixties, you'd like to, I mean, you mostly imagine somebody maybe watching golf, right. Or not doing a whole lot. Yep. But I mean, there are those examples out there of people that are willing to, you know, take a chance at being a beginner once again. And that's something that I think I really um, wish people had the courage to do more. Um, and that I think that maybe this show will hopefully encourage people to take that risk at being a beginner at something and being okay with it. Um, because that's, that's one of the, the greatest ways to, to grow is to not be afraid of going back to square one and trying something out, even though your ego is going to tell you like, no man, you don't know anything about that. Like stay in your lane. You don't want to look like an idiot. Um, but in reality it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Our listeners could help us if, if you feel inclined, um, on Instagram would probably be the best way um, to contact us, shoot us a message, or we can also take an email. Um, you want to remind them what that information is? Well, I don't is. know if I have any actual addresses or <laughs> taglines because we're going to change. I mean, everything's going to change here. Gotcha. So, like, artwork's going to change. Instagram handles are going to change. I'll still be pumping out as many, uh, what, basic level Photoshops that I can. Um, but I mean, I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, our personal emails at school, I'm, I'm fine. People, um, shooting us an email. If you, if you know us, if you don't, it's for me, it's S Keating at stpeterschools.org. And you can look us up on our school's website and stuff like that. But I mean, I think, um, you know, we want to try to give like Dan said, a, a good variety of different things from relationships to maybe finance to, you know, all kinds of things. Politics. Politics. Everyone's and, favorite, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a real easy one to go over. Um, but 
you know, um, it's just going to be a journey and we'll see where it goes. And, and we're, we need to sit and have more discussions about what we want out of this and, and, you know, whether it goes off for years and years and we can quit our jobs and just roll in the dough or it flutters out and whatever, but this is always going to be on the airways and, uh, we're willing to take that chance. And, um, we hope that you'll, you'll help us out and, and let us speak some truth because that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah. And I, I did write this down cause I don't know, I don't know if it fits here at all, but that idea or, or the idea that we're basing this new rebrand of the show on, um, is, you know, like I said, that idea of new information, applying it, integrating it and changing your way of life. And if you look at history, there's plenty of examples of it. Um, and one guy that I like to, to talk about in my class that does this very well is uh, a guy named Malcolm X. You know much about Malcolm X, Sean? What do you uh, know about Malcolm X? I just know he was like a leader of civil rights. That's it. That's about it. All right. So Malcolm X is a good example of, uh, you know, this idea of constant growth, eternal student, starts out in life. He's got like, I think, nine brothers and sisters. His dad's murdered by the Klan. Um, his mom goes crazy because she has to take care of nine kids after that. And they end up putting her in a mental institute. So he goes to, he's an orphan, goes to live in Boston, uh, grows up in this life of crime. Um, he's a part of a, of a gang. You know, he gets, uh, he ends up getting thrown in jail for 10 years for um, robbery and also sleeping with white women. Um, and so like, obviously the first part of life, pretty rough. Okay. While he's in prison, he is converted to Islam. Um, and he becomes a devout follower of a guy named Elijah Muhammad, who's the leader of the nation of mm -hmm. Islam at the time. And this organization was, it was pretty, it was a medium sized, um, Muslim organization. And so he's, he's in jail. He becomes a follower. He really latches on. Like he finds, it's like he finds his purpose. Okay. He gets out. He starts preaching for this, this group. He starts out small. Um, and then his gift of, of what gab, I guess you'd say, mm -hmm. um, gets him to become one of the most popular members of the nation. His, his, uh, title is one of my favorite titles, brother minister, number one. Like yeah, I remember hearing I that. I wish that was my like radio DJ name. Yeah. Um, because he was so popular. And then he got so popular and he found out some things about the nation of Islam that this Elijah Muhammad guy was was like impregnating his secretaries and hiding it from everybody. And he was like, What, dude? Like, what? I thought you were this like super like righteous leader of this organization. Yeah. And instead of just like Continuing to blindly follow him, he takes that information, applies it. He says he has to leave, right? He's like, I can't, in good conscience, like, follow this guy. Like, I have to break apart, right? And all this time, his message, by the way, is like, the white man is the devil. <laughs> like, that's what he's he's basically preaching that idea. Like, we need to have segregation because I don't want to be around no white people because yep. they're crazy. They're beating us. This is not a good time for us, right? And so he breaks away. He goes on one of the the five pilgrims of Islam, which is the the pilgrimage to Mecca, 
So he goes to Mecca. He realizes that there are people who follow Islam that are of all the races of the world. He takes that information, applies it, like reflects on it, comes back and he's like, okay, guess what, everybody? Uh, the white man isn't the devil. <laughs> um, some white dudes that weren't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to soften that position a little bit, right? Like, okay, I was wrong. White people can help us. We can start. I'm going to start to work with other leaders. This is going to be a good thing. And of course, right when he starts to evolve even more, um, the nation of Islam actually ends up sending some assassins to murder him and he dies. Mm. But um, the story though. Happy of, ending. Yeah, right? I mean, he's killed, like, right in front of his wife and three little girls. Ooh. Yeah. Not, I mean, if you've ever seen the movie Malcolm X, it's, it's like, one of the best movies, I think, ever. Denzel Washington plays Malcolm X. Okay. Spike Lee directs it. Check that out. It's, like, three and a half hours long. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, that story, to me, like, so, like, you, you had, you don't know, you didn't know much about Malcolm X, but, like, mm. if you know that story... It's a sad story, but there's also like this idea within the story of this guy who constantly throughout his life is able to like shed off his skin of the past and move into like a new version of himself. Like the the, the criminal gangster, he sheds that. He goes into this, you know, the shell of a, a devout follower of Islam and then he latches onto that message, but he then he realizes, okay, that's not right. Let me shed that. And it's mm-hmm. this idea of adapting and yeah. changing and And I think it's a powerful idea that if if most people are able to understand and how it's possible to do as a person, like that's a that's a powerful idea. Um and hopefully I can, you know, do some digging and find some more examples, but that's just like the most evident one that I love to well, yeah, and there's so many myself. ways you could look at that, though. You know, like all these stories and history is a great example. And, um, you know, through the storytellers, right, you 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 can change the story and view it how mm. you want to view it. Yeah. And, um, and, and also, not just that, but learn different things maybe each time you read a story. Or I know, like, there's some YouTube videos, inspirational, motivational ones that I'll watch repeatedly because they um i just they've they've been a hallmark always inspired me and you go back and rewatch and be like oh i didn't pick that up the first 30 times i watched it no okay that's another little little nugget that i picked up there and so um it takes us a while uh i just did a little lesson in class about the brain and and how the brain changes throughout your entire life i mean doesn't get to maturity until you're you know, early 20s, but you can literally um, alter your brain function, you can make it stronger, you can um, make more connections, so it's faster, you know, build that myelin up and stuff. And so it's, it's pretty cool that um, I think, as you think about aging, and none of us want to deal with feeling physically ill, and all that stuff. But I think one story that's pretty interesting that I read in uh, in a book, I don't know if I shared this one, where these guys that were in their 70s got put into, a, um, they were going through different physical, um, you know, like bad hips and maybe some dementia and whatever, and they just put them in a house um, 
back 35 years ago? The real world. That was how the real world started, right? On MTV? Really? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, but they put like, I think it was like six guys, right? There's 75 and they put them in a house um, when it's like 35 years before. So let's say it's the year 2000, they're 75. So they put them in, let's say 1965 um, or 19... Whatever, my math's on. But let's just say 1970. They so they put them in the a house. house. They redid the house oh, to make wow. it look like 1970. They put the news, the TV shows from 1970. The newspaper was from Richard 1970. Um, they started to view themselves as 30 years younger. They started to talk like they did 30 years younger. They ate the same food. They felt 30 years younger. And these guys that were could hardly make it up the stairs were cruising up and down the stairs. They were um, laughing with each other and talking about the world. They couldn't talk about anything that had happened after 1970. They had to only talk about the things. So they had to literally imagine and envision that they were back at this age. And you know <laughs> what happened when they yanked that out from under them? Like, okay, experiment's over. Yeah. <laughs> back to the nursing home, and they're just like, what? <laughs> no. It's but over. just a quick little experiment to show that the brain can literally help you change your behavior and what you're thinking and how you're feeling and that power of, of belief and, and the thoughts you're putting into your head, you know, it's, it's crazy in that environment too. You know, um, if you make somebody, you know, people believe whatever you want them to believe. Right. And that's why I think it's, like in my class, like talking to some of these kids about their their goals, and they might say, "Yeah, I'd kind of like to do that," but realistically, I can't. It's like, what what's stopping you? What's the detail? You know, there's a there's something in your head, and you won't even allow yourself to believe you can do it. There's a lot of I'm I'm stuck on like that whole experiment you just brought up. There's I think there's a lot of implications for that. Yeah. Like when you so like let's imagine how long did you know how long it took them? To, I don't. I to I, fall I, I don't think that? it was longer than like four or five days. Wow. So I could, I'm imagining like, okay, so you go back, let's say you're, you know, let's say you're 30, 40, whatever you're older. You go back home, right? Yeah. It's like every, I feel like this sometimes when I go back home, it's like, I'd go, I, I've said this before to my wife, I think where I feel like I do, like I slide back into this, like the person or like people slide me back into that person that I was when I was in that home. Mm. And so I, now that I'm thinking of it, I feel like that's what my my brain is like switching back to that same teenage mindset because I'll find myself I think getting a little more agitated like I did when I was a teenager you know like oh my god no mom yeah I'm awake like that crap <laughs> like I feel like that some of that stuff like it that like that kind of blows my mind now that you so said those that environmental cues and uh, yeah, I, I could totally see that. Um, so that the key there would be to like, to when was your best self build yourself a, a little, a room of that <laughs> exact experience. Well, and that goes to the whole, there's so much research about your environment shapes, you know, your behavior. And if, you know, if, if you change your environment, that's the quickest way to change your behavior. Yeah. I mean, you can use that the other way too. Like, let's say you're in a rut. You know, and you do feel like you're stuck in this groove or this pattern of thinking. Like the best way to to snap yourself out of it would be to you know change the the place that 
you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. I mean, you talk about people that have gone through depression and those types of things. And it's, it's usually, um, that's a big part of it is it's like finding things that they really enjoyed doing again. And, um, you know, changing their environment a little bit. And the tendency is to just want to stay in bed and, and, uh, you know, and go through those, those depressive thoughts, which can just overcome people. And so then they need help and they need to get back to kind of figuring out their behavior. And, um, that's a big part of it. So the brain learning, it's just insane. Um, and that's why I love it so much. And I mean, I can't tell you how much fun I'm having with uh, this new class I'm teaching in which we're just really, it's, it's like a little experiment on these teenagers and trying to get them to think um, and share and converse and uh, really, really power, powerful stuff. There's been some things in, in our classes where kids have shared um, some really great stuff. And it's, it's really encouraging to me to see that side of, of young people and just know that it's, it's in there. It's just our job to pull it out and it's our job to, um, try to just be positive and believe in these kids. And I think just so much gets lost in our world about, um, life in general. And obviously there's many things that could come to mind right now, but again, what can we all agree upon? There are some things and, and raising our children, to have some success in the next generation is a big part of that. And we all have a role in that. We, that's what a community is. It's like, it takes a village to raise a child. And that is so true. And we want to have a small part in that. Um, but I don't want to just be teaching science. I want to enlighten and model and set an example for, young people of here is how and you can and it's this is the tools these are the ways to get to your best version of yourself um, I used to do a drill the first day of practice I'd be like okay run a whatever a sprint they'd get done and then the second time we'd do it and I'd yell at them the whole time and they'd run a lot faster and I'd be like you know why did you run faster when I yelled at you and well, well you know because you human nature is to be lazy and human nature is to not push yourself. And I think the job of a parent and a coach and teacher is to push them because a lot of times they don't believe they can be the person they can be. And so I think that's a great um, mission to have is to try to help people become the best version of themselves. So if your kids are moving slow, just scream at them. They'll move. <laughs> They'll pick it up <laughs> or pretend someone's screaming at you. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's a great little analogy because you can do that, you know, mentally. You can scare yourself basically by realizing what you don't want to happen and make it, you know, push you forward. Um, well, that's the whole motivation, right? I mean, like, there's different ways to get motivated, but that's what they talk about is like, you know, you want to invest. You know, if if, if you want to get something done, you know, financially invest or commit to something or whatever. Um, and it will help you get her done. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's going to kind of do it for yeah. us on this, this rebranding episode A reset back to square one. We're going to have all the old episodes still available. Um, 
just in case you want to watch the evolution take place. Um, and who knows if this theme song will stay. I like it. It's a good, it's a funky, it's, it's funky right. beat. It's all right. But as Charles Darwin said, you adapt or you die. And we're going to adapt, people. And this show ain't dying yet. We'll see you next time on The Eternal Student. <laughs>